From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hello guys and welcome to episode 29. Uh, we hope that you've been well. Um, we hope you enjoyed the first episode in season 3. Um, also, we celebrated our two-year anniversary and we Woo! totally missed it. So, <laughs> happy two-year anniversary to us. Also, this video or audio is not sponsored by Nintendo, so that's that. <laughs> and with that... Let's get right into the news. (laughs) So, in the news this week, um, I was scrolling, actually, I was scrolling on Ghana Web looking for topics to talk about, and I saw something that said Leonardo DiCaprio, something, something, Ecufuado, and I'm like, hey. Because that's my topic as well in the news. Yeah, okay, well, let's do it then. (laughs) Yeah, let's just do it. So, (laughs) I was like, you know what? Year of Return done got out of hand. What has Leonardo DiCaprio got to do with anything? Mm -hmm. So, I was like, let me read this more closely. And so, according to the articles, two days ago, Leonardo DiCaprio tweeted his support um, for what are growing, actually ongoing calls for the government to not go ahead with the proposed bauxite mining um, in the Atiwa Forest Reserve. Yes. Right. So according to uh, data, the forest reserve is the source of drinking water for 5 million people Absolutely. due to it being the source of three main rivers, including the Densu River, which mm-hmm. provides water for the Wager, uh processing plant, which provides water for Wager, Dansuman, uh, Makathi Hill, mm-hmm. a couple of areas. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And not only that, it's home to a hundred more than over a hundred types of wildlife species, some of which are endangered mm-hmm. and some of which are unique yep. to the Atiwa Forest uh, Reserve. So the proposed excavation is part of the Sino Hydro deal, mm-hmm. where Ghana has bartered the license to mine bauxite in, in uh, Ghana, uh, bauxite reserves, not just in Atiwa but other places. To, of course, China yeah. uh, for $2 billion, right? Yeah. So the opposition has actually not only been uh, external, with you know, international environmental groups and so forth, but the Ghana Christian Council has also raised concern about the environmental mm. impact. There's an environmental group called A. Rocha that have yes, been... Yes, yes, I saw all of yes, this. Yes, that have been... <laughs> see, we, we, yeah, we've I been know, doing I our homework. <laughs> That have also been advocating for many years to... Actually, they were the ones that initially advocated for it to be made a wildlife reserve to begin with. And only to find out they were now, you know, had tagged it as the site for uh, bauxite mining. mining, So now they're just trying to block, you know, raise enough awareness to block the government from actually um, excavating. And I know a petition has been signed as well. Yes, so, and that's actually part of what Leonardo DiCaprio tweeted. He tweeted Mm -hmm. that the petition uh, for people to sign. Now, one of the most, the things that stood out to me the most about this is that the CEO of the Water Resources Commission of Ghana, which is the body that is responsible for monitoring our, you know, uh, natural resources and water, water resources, mm-hmm. stated that cutting off the mountain will alter both the hydrology, which is how the w- generation of the, you know, water, mm-hmm. and ecology 
of the area and make the river unreliable as a water source. Absolutely. And not only that, it will be poisoning the water source, which is where, you know, again, millions of people uh, rely on for their drinking water. And just to butt in, because we have the same topic, mm-hmm. um, I, I, there, was an, uh, there was something they said where the president of Ghana said, um, well, they're going to adhere to international standard, standards and practices. I mean, come on, this is Ghana. Exactly. How many times do people actually adhere to those practices? And also, you know? let's not forget, like, no tea, no shade. We're talking about China here, who themselves have one of the most atrocious uh, health and safety and environmental records yeah. of any country. Mm. Like, they don't care about their own country environment, food safety, nothing. So they're certainly not going to care about Absolutely Ghana's. not. Absolutely you not. Know. You know? And so the thing that frustrated me most here is, uh, uh, once again, like, we... Our benefits are going to be so marginal. First of all, they said $2 billion. I mean, in the grand scale of things, honestly, $2 billion is not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Notwithstanding the fact that out of that two billion dollars, how it's about twenty people's cocoa season. Trust me. I know somebody's just going to pocket. Yes, you know it's just going to go to people's. Somebody is sitting there uh, thinking, "Hey, the Range Rover is coming out with a four by four, and Mm. I want one, and it's five hundred thousand dollars. So this day it go go on. Exactly, we go chop. Thank you. (laughs) And whatever it's pegged to do is it roads, infrastructure, the age or everyday infrastructure, Mm. which we never see. Right. So we're going to get left with about five roads or something. Um, <laughs> and then for that, we'd have sacrificed air that we breathe, water that we, we drink. And again, I'm one of those people, because I did environmental economics many moons ago, that strongly believes that na- nature, there's intrinsic value in things. Like yeah. a tree can just be a tree. It doesn't have to be doing anything, anything yeah. to have value. A flower can just be. The value of it is you can see it and enjoy it. it You don't have to put a monetary amount on it and say, okay, I can cut this and sell it for $10 in a bouquet or whatever. And that's exactly what the government of Ghana has has done. They've put a a monetary value on on everything. everything. So right now, you know, and my fear is that at some point, these, these rivers are going to be polluted we're either not going to be able to drink the water or they're not going to tell us we are going to drink the water and then die. And then start dying. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely rubbish. Right. Now, we have to make note of this point. Any arrangement we make with China is strategic for them, ergo exploitative as far as we're concerned. Mm. So I went and looked at what the bauxite reserves are actually valued at, mm-hmm. and it said $450 billion. Dollars. Mm-hmm. So we are, they are, we're giving away the bauxite for dirt cheap for That's one. The thing. We're giving it away for basically. dirt cheap and getting what in exchange? Some measly amount of money, which is not even a, a fraction, a whisper of a fraction of what the bauxite is worth. Now, adding to that, we talked about this some time ago how some other bauxite concession that they had granted and were mining, they're supposed to be logging. The weight, like how you calculate how much bauxite is being excavated Mm -hmm. by the truck. So somebody is supposed to be sitting there marking the number of trucks that come through from the quarry. And because that person has gone to be paid off or they don't care, or be sleeping, Mm -hmm. hundreds of trucks go through every day and they don't even make notes. So they'll say, oh, we only had 50 trucks. That's if it's how many tons per truck. So we only owe you X amount. Mm. So they're cheating us. It's a loss for the state. Thank you. It's a loss for us. A loss for the... And ultimately, it's a loss for us. us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, according to the Ghana Forestry Commission, since 1990, uh, Ghana has lost 80% of its forest reserves to illegal activity. Mm -hmm. So that's losing to illegal. And now we're giving what little is left away yes. for pennies to the dollar. And, you know, again, at our big age, why are we still doing this? We'll export the raw. We yeah. have mm. Valco, we're in Tema. Valco is sitting over there. It is supposed to be a refinery. Bauxite is what you use to turn into aluminium. Volta Aluminium Company is sitting there. It's supposed to have a refinery and a smelter there. Why are we not bringing that bauxite here, refining it into aluminium and selling aluminium instead? If we really want to, uh, you know, exploit our resources in the proper way, and at least we'll know that, okay, we're getting huge mm. amounts of money. So, we, you know, if we're going to kill a forest, let it be worth it, is all I'm saying. And it's not worth it. It's never worth it, to be honest, because you need to breathe. Yeah. But at the very least, we're not... Two billion in exchange for destroying a forest is mm. not any it's type not of it. sensible it's not deal it. to me. Especially when out of that two billion, they'll use about a hundred, a hundred million or whatever it is on actual infrastructure. Mm. And some people are set generationally wealthy on, on our, it's, it's not, it's not right. Mm. So anyway, the petition is out there. You can yeah. find it quite you easily it, yeah. if you want to sign it. Um, although it seems, uh, has decided to go ahead regardless That's the of thing. what anyone has to say. Yeah, because I was reading up and apparently the first tranche of the money has already been received. Exactly. So, the, the, so I, it's like there is really no, no going back. back. Exactly. There's no going back. And you've said so many things that I've also noted down. So I'm just going to add to, yes, to yes, what you've absolutely. said. Um, well, in addition to the $2 billion for infrastructure development, what I also found out was that the Chinese are giving us more. They're giving us about uh, $42 million in grants. And they cancelled. They're, debt, they're writing that. off. They're writing off the debt. Thirty-five million dollars yes. worth of so debt. So in addition to like, that, it's like you're really you're just selling our look, souls. It's men's it's gold, like, though. <laughs> they're taking our money and giving it back to us in little bits. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, that they're probably laughing all their way to the back. I'm Absolutely. sure that two billion, the bauxite they're gonna excavate out of there is worth fifty billion. And so if they're writing off thirty-five million for you, it's like ha ha ha. ha. Mm. This is the money I found in my couch cushions. Take Exactly, exactly. And we're also happy and smiling. They're thinking we've done something. Yeah. And another oh. thing, sorry, another thing that I wanted to say, that before there was Leonardo DiCaprio, there was One Love. One Love has... Is Thank one you. Shout-outs to One Love, honestly. a.k.a. Kubolo, <laughs> a.k.a. Emmanuel, what's up? <laughs> he's, he's one of the guys who's been the loudest on this Atiwa for us. I know he's tagged the president on for Twitter. For a long time. For a time. long time, talking about how this is the wrong way to go. But, again, our politicians do things... They don't. They are not thinking about me and you. They're thinking about what they can get for their pockets, and that's that. But what you know? confuses me about this stuff is like, as long as they live in Ghana, they're also going to drink that water. Listen, I mean, I thought about that this morning. I'm like, actually, no. If the water starts getting polluted, they can't drink water. There's no access to it. You know what they're going to do? They're going to take their family. Yeah, they've got the probably holiday homes and where have you, and they're going to go. They have a means to leave the country. So for hmm. them, it's not really their problem. They can sell off all the raw materials that we all the natural resources, and they're going to go scot-free. Or they're going to say, oh, well, we're just going to be in power for eight years, would have gotten what we want, and exactly. it's okay. It's exactly. just absolutely absurd, you know? And I just think that the government is, is um, underestimating the long-term effects. You might think, uh, yeah. Underestimating or giving them too much credit. They know exactly what it is, and they don't I care. Don't 
as usual, know? as usual, our, our governments don't care about this. Tragedy of the commons, mm. which was a topic I said I'd mm. talk about one day, and I will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just me, it's me about me today. The rest of y'all, tomorrow when it comes, uh, me, I don't know. It's the same situation with the Amazon forest where they keep cutting down, uh, you know, large swathes of the forest for farming and whatever mm. not not mm. thinking about the long-term implications yeah. which everyone should know by now but again monetary value on things that mm. they refuse to accept have intrinsic value yeah. and the funny thing is that you still you you hear politicians talking about oh we need to add value we need to add value but then when push comes to shove it's like just, oh, let's just give them the raw, raw stones you know? like <laughs> why when when <laughs> When I don't know, I've become so pessimistic for Ghana. Yeah, no, I, I so really jaded. have no hope. I'm over I really it. don't. I'm I really going to. Don't. Cons- I'm writing it, marking it down here as a failed state. Sorry, mm-hmm. we're just going through the motions, talking and blah 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 blah. But we're just going in a yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. Like in twenty years, I see Ghana like overrun with plastic, bad mm. roads, fraught with corruption. And in the middle of it, a shiny cathedral that has absolutely <laughs> no use. It's like, I really don't... It's, it's sad Excuse to me, say. it's going to be used for state oh, events. Please, okay, oh, please. please. Oh, please. Have some such respect. A, and then a museum. What do they say they're putting in there? A museum, a showroom. It just makes me so mad. This cathedral just makes me so mad. Cathedral, please. <laughs> and I, I hear our, our finance minister mentioned it in the budget yesterday again. They have no shame yet. <laughs> okay, well. I'm just over it. I'm just over it. I don't know. I, I don't I, know. It's sad, to, it's sad to be not to be so patriotic, but I, I just don't have any hope for this country. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Voting will be something. I know. I, I'm just wondering. I wish there was a third... A third, a third party, party option. Yeah. Yeah. So people, everybody that. just go... It doesn't matter. We'd have nothing to lose at this point. Let's just go vote for that try third party. Try someone else. Just try, you know. What do we have to lose? You know? Anyway, and so that's yeah, the tragic... That's the, it is. It's, 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 it's a pity. It's a pity. Right. Really. So it's I guess pity. I'll skip right to yeah. the songs of the week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so on to songs of the week. I have three amazing songs. Mm-hmm. The first one is by Tinashe. And featuring... Okay, I said it I, yesterday. I was like, don't say six lakh. Don't say six lakh. Don't say... <laughs> Black. I always say six lakh. Well, can't who help told it. him to do that? I know, but like, why? What's the six reason? Six lakh. Don't do. Why did you, you put a six there and you're telling me it's a B? It's not. It's not. So you know. Not. Anyway, Tinashe featuring Black, and the song is called Touch and Go. So Tinashe's full name is Tinashe Kachingwe, and she's a singer, songwriter, dancer, actress. She produces her own music. She's self-shot some of her videos. She's actually pretty lit. It's like an FK twig situation. Mm-hmm. Does everything herself. Um, and she's from Los Angeles, but her dad is Shona, so she's from Zimbabwe via her dad. So one of a hey sister. <laughs> and um, you know she first got. I guess mainstream recognition for her song Two On, uh, featuring Schoolboy Q. Uh, and that was the first single of her 2014 album. However, she's known as basically the mixtape queen. She's okay. had, I think, of three or four really good mixtapes. Again, most of them self produced, self written, and everything. And um, this song is from her upcoming album or mixtape, I'm not sure what it is, but it's called Songs For You and it's supposed to be out later this month. And of course, uh, Black, aka Six Lack, is a singer-songwriter from Atlanta, his name is Ricardo Valdez, 
and he gained mainstream popularity off of his single Problems, which was from his 2016 uh, album Free Black. And he later released Set Land for Love Letter in 2018. Both these albums are so good. I love We've talked about him. Yes, I've talked about uh, Black on here before. Love him. So yeah, check that song out. It's more, it's like an R&B, electro vibe, mid-tempo, quite sexy. Love it. So that's the first song, Tinashe featuring Black, Touch and Go. Uh, the second song is by Kojo Q. And uh, it's called Joe, which is why I, yesterday I was asking Eddie, what does Joe mean? He said it means go, go or leave. Yeah. And uh, it features Wallasi. Now, Kojo Q and Wallasi are both two of my favorite yeah, Ghanaian artists. Cool. Listen, I'm just, I stand for both of them and I have for years. Uh, Kojo Q, I first got put on, uh, I heard this song online, it's called Corolla Music. Came out in 2014. It was produced by this guy called Hi Papi. Hey, Prince, my homie. <laughs> and Prince actually produced this song as well, Joe, which is off Kojiki's new album, which is called For My People. And it's for my brothers, sorry. And it's gotten rave reviews so far. It's really good. His last album with Shaker in 2017, that was pen and paper, was also super dope. So check that out if you can. Definitely check this song out in the new album. And just a little bit more about Wolasi. Um, I first got put onto him again uh, off of his. He had this album called Nuse Strength Within that came out in 2017. It actually ended up getting nominated for Album of the Year, I believe, at the Ghana Music Awards. It definitely rap albums as well, of course. They take Chukin out. I don't know how they do. But still, amazing artists, so much wonderful work out there. Check them both out. But definitely listen to this song, Kojo Q, Joe featuring Wallace. Okay, and the last song I have this week is by uh, a Spanish artist called Rosalia. And uh, the song is called Pienso Antumira. Um, so Rosalia Villa is 26 year old. She's Catalan, so she's from you know, Catalonia. And uh, she's for what makes her really interesting is she's formally trained in flamenco, so both singing and dancing. And she also went to a prestigious school of music later on. And so what her music style is a combination of traditional flamenco sounds, so the clapping, um, the instrumentation, the this melodies that are very and actually anytime I listen to flamenco music I hear like the influence from like Moors like the South the Arabian influence in the melodies and stuff like that and it's like super dope to begin with and so she combines you know traditional flamenco sound and, and visuals with uh, Spanish gypsy culture and then also layers on some hip-hop influence in there so it makes her music super unique and just really dope and different and refreshing and so she also got like she was very popular in Spain this is only her second album now her first album did very well in Spain but it's the second album called El Querer Mal which means like bad desire like an evil longing and like a toxic the the album is supposed to be it's based on a 13th century literature so you can tell it's one of those people and each song is called chapter something and it's it's basically a um, interpretation of this book into musical form and it's about the dissolution of this relationship and in turn the negative and anything. So Pienso Antimira is actually what translates to thinking about your how you look at me. 
and about this guy who was leaving and she's afraid of him leaving and everything and it came out in 2018 and it's really 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 dope so definitely <laughs> check it out Rosalia Pienso Tumira Tinashe featuring Six Lack Touch and Go I said it again Six Lack anyway and Kojo Q featuring Wolasi Joe all right, that's me for this Beautiful week. Beautiful one. I think today we are on a similar, I don't know, because I've got a Spanish song in here Ooh. as well. I've got somebody <laughs> from Zambia. Anyway, I've got three songs as well. The first one is from a lady called Sampa the Great, and the song is called Freedom. So she's Zambian. She was born in Zambia, but uh, she's uh, based in Australia. She's a hip-hop artist. And the song Freedom sort of gives me old school, you know, old school hip-hop vibes. Mm. I really, and I really like that, actually. And she says that freedom is an expression of her as an artist and her not compromising that. that she has an album out, the album is called The Return and Freedom is off of that album. Very, very good song, go listen to it, Sampa the Great. The second song I have for you, for you is from Yuji and it's called, oh. Hold, yeah, it's called Hold Me Down featuring Wavy the Creator. I should have done my homework on Wavy the Creator but I didn't, so mm. forgive me for that. Um, now I remember I talked about Tif Tif on um, one episode, the song that Jules made with Sakodia and Mr. Easy yes. and, and so it was that's on, I think it was on Jules. Uh, yes, yes, and that's why I first heard about Yuji from. Oh, you didn't shock him for me and uh, no, Akaida. You didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did, you did. Maybe I did. I didn't, maybe I didn't know it was him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. So he's a Ghanaian, Ghanaian British rapper songwriter. He's called Eugene Ensir. And he's also known for his song Dance With Me with Mr. E. That's the one. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So he's also known for that. It's also a pretty good song. It is. It's cute. Yeah. So that is UG Hold Me Down. And the third one I have for you is from Miguel. And it's off of the EP. Oh, um, what's the DJ? Oh, which Miguel? Miguel, the American Miguel. Oh, okay, because there's, there's a Miguel, a Sp- Spanish Miguel. Mexican. Oh, okay, Mexican. Mariah Carey's ex-husband. No, 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 not that okay. one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is off the EP called Telo Dije, and the song is also called Telo Dije. And he does the song with an all-female mariachi band called Ooh. Flor de Toloache. The song, the entire EP is in Spanish, and a lot of the songs are actually from his. 2017 album War in Leisure. So Which some is of this amazing. Yes, so. exactly. So he's made some of the songs into Spanish, and ah, oh, it's amazing. The first time I listened to the album, I don't know how many times I listened to it because it was you so told nice. Me about I told it, you, I did. I yeah, yes, yet, it's like five or six songs, so you can listen to it or repeat pretty quickly. <laughs> really, really good. Needless to say, I, you know, I love Miguel. Miguel is yeah, amazing. Oh no. I think he's and just. He's mm, too. I know. Oh, yeah, he, he is. He is. <laughs> so those are my three. Sampa the Great Freedom. Yuji hold me down and then we get it that's that <laughs> so moving on so wifely and professionally to what the <laughs> f <laughs> so my what the f this week is pretty it's pretty grim and mm. um to be honest it, it it this story encompasses so many things that you see people saying certainly me saying you know over and over and these are hills that I will die on one men are trash <laughs> don't at me you know it's tr- my camera guy here it's just not giving me- it listen men are trash is like a clarion call if you know you're not trash it shouldn't affect you. you but generally you know as a collective subspecies men are trash let's let's just be honest here <laughs> we can I got statistics and receipts for you all day who are, okay. we, who are we killing again? So, huh. one, men are trash. <laughs> Two, pick me 
ism is a disease oh, and Lord. mental illness. And not only are they they blocking their own self-interest, they're dan- literally dangerous. Pick me's are dangerous. Mm. And you will see why in a minute. Point number three. Not everyone that smiles with you and calls you friend truly is. Yeah. Hmm? Always be aware. And four, this will be a case in point for all the why didn't you report clowns <laughs> that I see on the internet mm. frequently. Yeah. Now, let me get into the story. So, uh, this, is, this is in Atlanta, right? A 21-year-old student of Clark Atlanta University called Alexis Crawford was reported missing uh, earlier this month. Okay. Now, her body was found a week later in a park not too far from the university campus. Uh, and a few days prior to her having been her having gone missing, she, she filed a police report regarding unwanted sexual touching and kissing. Right. Mm-hmm. So after her body was found, quite quickly after that, two suspects were named in her murder, and those two suspects turned out to be her roommate and very good friend yeah. called Jordan Jones and Jordan's boyfriend. Baron Brantley, and all three people in this story are 21. Everybody involved are very young. So it later came out that it was Baron Brantley was the person that she had filed the police report for a sexual assault mm-hmm. against, right? So as the story goes, they had all gone out, went drinking, everybody got drunk, came back to, the, to the, their dorm room or whatever it is. Alexis had gone to the bathroom and then apparently Baron followed her there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, after that, she doesn't remember what happened. But what she does remember, or what Jordan says, is that later on, when they both missing for a while, Jordan went to look for them. And then this Baron opened the door of uh, Alexis' bedroom, and he was mm-hmm. shirtless. And then um, Alexis was, lay- I think, laying down or laying on the ground or something. Her underwear had been removed, and she was not conscious. So, but apparently he had been making these overtures before, mm. during the course of the night. Mm. And so she went and reported him. Now, I think eventually she got into an alter. So again, here go, pick me ass Jordan. You find out that your boyfriend has been groping your roommate and mm. best friend. Mm. And instead of getting angry at him, you yeah, get I'm angry good. at your poor drunk roommate who was in no shape, way, or form encouraging this or wanted it. And then you get angry that she's gone to report your bae to the police. So I guess they had, apparently they had an altercation, and then a few days later, both Baron and this Jordan girl strangled Alexis to death. Yes. Apparently Jordan held something over her face, and then the boy was strangling. For... And then they went and dumped her body somewhere. And then the work, like, I don't know if the, the sickest part of all this is when she went missing, Jordan was busy on social media talking about my friend is gone. Ah, help, help me find my mm. friend and whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I just, we talk about this all the time, about this backwards logic of, you have a partner, your partner is unfaithful, and then you go attacking mm. the Legon girl you think is responsible mm. as your stupid husband is sitting at home, and you go home and you make him dinner and you whatever. Know, you know, like, why aren't you confronting him? Why? And here we see this, this stupidity 
taken to the extreme. Now you're murdering people because of your boyfriend mm-hmm. who is unfaithful to you in the first place. So these two are both accused of murder. And apparently it's one of them that caved and I showed them where the, the police, where they had dumped the body. So it's pretty much a cut and dry case. They're both going to prison, probably for the rest of their lives. And it's all, it, I mean, it's a completely senseless act, you know. And Jordan, I just don't know what was going on in her mind at the time to have involved herself in this stupidity. Baron, well, men being... Tr- and so, again, when you people sit around and talk about, oh, why didn't you report this and has so long ago, why are you mm-hmm. saying... You have to understand that there is an actual physical risk to your safety yes, in some of these yeah, cases. Yes, you could get killed. A lot of people are getting yes. killed just because they're reporting people, you know. It's, it's, it's not unusual. You know, outside of the fact that people will start trying to frame you as a whore, you in know? this case, they're probably like, eh, you got drunk and it's your... Why did you get drunk? Yes. Why did you drink? Why like, this? Girl, why sh- shouldn't you have been uh, sitting at home, uh, you know? Aware of what were you wearing when they have all that. All that. So and no matter what you... And this is like, you think you're in the safety of your own home. You have your friend there who you think, oh, if anything happens, she'll... And none no, of these things. Didn't. None of these things. Listen, we're not I need safe. Women to, are not safe anywhere. We're not I don't safe. care what you think. We're not Some, safe We anywhere. have traitors in our midst. And when we catch them, we identify them and peg them, brand them, and let them go. Because they will actively be sabotaging themselves and now sabotaging others around them. And listen, we just need to be more aware. I don't even know how, how, because this, again, this one, she was at home with her roommate who she'd gone, like, apparently this roommate used to come with her for Easter and things like that. A proper, supposedly a proper friend. And she helped her trash boyfriend. Over what? I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out over what though? Over what? Over what? I guess she thinks she's a ride or die. <laughs> mm, ride or die into prison together. No, no, no. It's just that it. the poor girl is gone. There's nothing mm, that can mm, bring her back mm. now. You know. So anyway, I don't, I don't even know. Is there a moral to this story? Yes, men are trash. <laughs> and they have trash girlfriends too a lot of the time. It's crazy. Right. So well, our <laughs> okay. video man is just giving us the eyes of it. I am dying. <laughs> Listen, it's true though. Okay. So continuing without what the f? This is another case where a guy kills a woman oh, or something. Wow. So it's like to, I like I said today we we seem to be on a certain I don't know we're in sync. <laughs> so a Russian historian has been accused of killing his lover and student. Now Oleg Sokolov was reported to, to have been having an argument with her, and then he killed her, and then dismembered her body. Wow. Now, yeah. So Oleg is a professor. He's a professor. He has written books on Napoleon. He is, he's acted as a historical accountant, a consultant. He's won some fancy French award. Hmm. Now, after he killed her, he planned on disposing of her body. So what did he do? He put on his Napoleon um, outfit. He has some sort uh. of... He has a Napoleon <laughs> outfit, put her arms in a backpack, and went oh to a ri- and went to a river near Saint Petersburg to get rid of her. After that, he was going to take his life. So the thing, the funny thing was that he was drunk. So apparently, he couldn't. I guess he couldn't <laughs> carry out. He couldn't go through with it. He got caught by the police, and he's been being treated for hypothermia. Now, my thing is that don't let people's appearances fool you. Hmm. 
you see somebody is somebody's a professor he's so accomplished think, oh, so yeah, much he's oh never, he's the oh, same respectable exactly you think that he's the same person but he really isn't what drives a man to have an argument with somebody and then kill them not only kill them but Just cut off their body and then try to dispose of it in bits like how sick can you what is wrong with people what is wrong with people? For me, it makes me just think that human beings are human beings are weird. If you're just talking about the story that you just talked about, human beings are weird. You like can't you go really from zero anybody. to a hundred. It's like these people don't even have history of violence. No. They never went into active combat and that they've suddenly, seen dead. And you can literally murder someone you know and cut them up, and you you all and he'd have just wiped his mouth and sat down. Exactly. If, if, and if he hadn't been caught, like, yeah, and oh, then he goes back. I haven't seen her. Oh my god, that's terrible. What are we going to do? And that's just the thing. You watch all these uh, documentaries and shows about people killing other people and they, they act like, oh my God, no. Well, what could have happened to her when they, in reality they are the ones who killed, who killed them? It's, 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 it's actually frightening. And like, no, it is. Do you even really know anyone in this life? You, you to know? be honest, you don't. You should always have a bit of, uh, leave a little Imagine bit of doubt. Imagine Eddie strangling me to death. I know! Like, <laughs> how, how is that even... What? How hmm. does that even enter somebody's mind? For me, they say fear human beings. Oh, hmm. Fear human beings. Jai, jai so, so, so not jai mm. because human beings they will do a they will do a number on you. It's even the people you think you can trust the most will just disappoint Turn you. Turn on you with with the, the drop of a hat, no notice. Anyway. It's 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 ridiculous. It's it, it, I, to be honest, it makes me really scared as well. It, no, you get paranoid. Like how? How? You know, like is this person seen? You know how your parents something? say, eh, every day, friends, friends. You, you know? Have to be, maybe they know something they know we something didn't. We don't know. You know? Hmm. It's scary. It really is scary. And that's that's my what the uh, professor killing sorry, a 24-year-old lover and student and then cutting up her body. For what? Hmm? Okay. Why? So... Thankfully, my two pesos this week is pretty light because this episode has been kind of heavy. heavy yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it has I apologize been. for that, but you know, we never shy away from the mm-hmm. difficult conversations. Tell it as it is. <laughs> they need to be had. People yeah. need to hear it. And so we're going to do it. Mm. But luckily, my two pesos this week is about Instagram makeup. <laughs> my <crazy>. sister. <laughs> Out there. We need to talk. Okay. Now, disclaimer, I am not a makeup professional. I don't consider myself an expert on makeup, anything like that. However, I do feel like I've been in a similar situation to many of you. (laughs) Therefore, I can provide my personal experience and insight. Right. All right. So... Because friends don't let friends walk around Accra and other cities looking like Pennywise the Clown, (laughs) I have found it necessary to just sit you down today and talk about your makeup, girl, because it's not doing what you think it's doing. So Instagram makeup, basically, is the current, I guess, or dominant trend in makeup techniques, right? And I think we all kind of know what we're referring to what there's like the lashes are super mm. long the under Contouring eye and the is things. super bright mm. the contour is super deep then the highlight is like nose <laughs> lips cheeks mm. a forehead chin mm. and then they sprinkle it every like <laughs> you know that most of the popular makeup you gurus mm. 
right now all kind of do Instagram makeup. Okay. okay. Um, now, my first indication that something was truly, truly, truly wrong, although I was suspected for a while, right? Um, I saw the red carpet for BeautyCon. Now, BeautyCon is like an annual convention. Uh, it's like a, basically a beauty convention, but they now invite all the YouTube Cuba stars and whatever. Now, when you see those Getty images, girl, everybody looks a crusty pot mess, okay? <laughs> now, I'm thinking, okay, but these are all the people that are telling us all mm. how we should do our makeup. Mm. And if that's the case, and it, it confirms, again, it confirms some things that I've always suspected. One, they filter the hell out of their videos. Mm. When you're sitting in there, they, they put the little blur on there after... <laughs> And their makeup looks flawless and whatever. Sweet. And the pictures they will go and upload to their Instagram, it's kind of like your front-facing camera versus... Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> difference day. Okay, so one, they filter the hell out of the pictures. And two, the main thing is that Instagram makeup techniques do not translate well into real-life real life scenarios. Mm -hmm. Now, a little makeup history here. So the dominant, again, Instagram makeup trends or like YouTube guru trends now are based on two sources. One, stage makeup and two, mm. drag makeup. Now what you have to understand are these makeup techniques are made for very, very specific conditions. Stage makeup is, one, it's going to be very hot. Mm. Two, they're going to be very bright lights. You're going to be performing. You're mm. going to be sweating. And bright studio lights blow out your makeup right. therefore you apply it super heavy mm. and that will balance it out it will look normal you know on the stage at a right. distance on the camera mm -hmm. with the mm -hmm. bright lighting right and so that's why they do super contrasted makeup with heavy powder mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. drag makeup is basically the same principles one they're always going to it's a performance art so they're performing they're going to be dancing, doing death drops, whatever. They're going to be on stage. There's going to be bright lights. They're going to be hot. And most importantly, they are men who are trying to look like women for mm -hmm. the purposes of their artistry. Therefore, they literally cut out and contour a whole new face mm -hmm. for themselves. And it requires layers upon layers upon layers of makeup to do so. Now... You that you're getting ready to go to Bloom Bar on Friday. <laughs> which of these things do you need this level of makeup for? One, you won't be performing. Yes, it will be hot, but mm. not to the extent of what you're powdering and layering mm. the makeup on for. When you're doing that heavy contour, the idea, again, the idea behind it is to feminize a masculine face. Right. You're already a woman, mm. but you're there doing deep, contouring why is your under eye seven shades lighter than your skin like let's talk about these things and look i understand you got that technique on youtube me look my personal story i didn't really wear makeup at all until i was like over 30 mm -hmm. like for me the extent of makeup was i was put on some little bit of eyeshadow mm -hmm. and do some lipstick that was That's it that was me like hey i've come <laughs> And then after I turned 30 and convinced myself I was ugly now and I couldn't do that no, anymore. Okay. And secondly, my eyebrows started falling out because <laughs> of reasons that I'll not get into today. I had, to start, <laughs> I had to start learning how to fill in my eyebrows. 
And then so slowly, like I started watching YouTube and getting into foundation and mm. things like that. Now, there are a lot of makeup art gurus. Again, the YouTube gurus are useful because, for example, they always try out the products. I have some people that I know, okay, this is my skin t skin mm. shade twin. So if she's wearing this shade, it, it will suit me here. if I have to buy it online, etc., etc. But you will find that in terms of technique, it is a hot, flopping mess. Because, again, you have to understand that a lot of them are just pushing products. You know, they're sponsored, they're whatever. Mm. So she is here to, like, slather on the foundation <laughs> because, you know, they've paid for this video right. in the first place. And they are all sitting under super bright lights, lights as yeah. well. So for them, they want you to see, so they're layering, they're like, do the some people work five like this concealer and then that concealer on top it is not necessary now if you actually go on professional celebrity etc makeup artist page and I, when i say celebrity i don't mean face beats by ama i'm not talking about your your instagram makeup artist who also probably just sat and watched a bunch of youtube and now she's like yes i beat faces mm. not her I'm talking about the people that have been in the industry. You have Pat McGrath, you have Priscilla Ono, who is like the Fenty Beauty um, head makeup person. You have Charlotte Tilbury, people like that. If and all the here, the good news is all these people now have YouTube channels. Mm. If you watch any of those YouTube channels, you will see that Patrick Ta is the a drastic difference in what they tell you you should be doing. Right. They'll tell you you need. Start with as little product as you can. And if you feel you need more, then you, you build. build up. Mm. Which is the direct opposite of take the thing and layer it seven <laughs> times and wait for it to dry and then do three layers of powder and then lay. It's not necessary. And you'll find that up close, it ages you, you mm. look greasy, you look, your makeup is turning into a paste. And honestly, it's just not the vibe. And... Look, far be it from me to tell you what to do with your makeup, but so makeup is supposed to enhance your beauty, not detract from it. And I think if you will do some self-reflection or talk to one of your good ass girlfriends, she'll probably be able to tell you that mm, mm, some of these looks mm. are really detracting from your beauty. Look, we're black. Most of us listening, I'm sure, I think, mm. I don't know, but black women, we have amazing skin typically all mm. where we t typically look younger than we are many, many years. So we don't necessarily need this so heavy, mm. heavy makeup. Plus, a lot of us live in, we live in the tropics. It's hot, hot. here. Mm. The thing is going to melt. Like, really, you will find that you don't need, don't let these, these YouTube people deceive you, is all <laughs> I'm saying. Just, and check out some other actual professional makeup artists and see those trends. And you can achieve really gorgeous looks with, like, a quarter of the amount of Less products is more, using. people. Less, Less is, is more. more. <laughs> Less is more. Okay. That's my two. Don't come for me. If you come for me, I'll clap back. So, thanks. <laughs> and that was a word by Peaches. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sorry about that, guys. If you hear me coughing, I've got a bit of a cough, so excuse me. So, that's that. So, on to my two pesfers. Have you recently uploaded, uh, or did you ever upload a photo on Flickr? Then, your Flickr, then... Then maybe a Flickr is quite a throwback. -o. Then your photos may have been used without your consent for a database called Megaface. 
<laughs> the New York Times said, says that the average five-year-old has 1,500 pictures of themselves online. Oh. Microsoft, a Microsoft survey said that 42% of teens are not happy with parents posting photos of them online. Mm. So I love to see people sharing photos online of, of their kids. I can go, ooh, oh, oh, they're so cute, they're so whatever. But the world has become increasingly scary. So my two purses today for today is charenting and your kids' digital football. Oh, there's a phrase, there's a term, yeah, sharenting. Sh- what? You say sharenting? <laughs> I say sharenting. <laughs> so sharenting, as you may probably have uh, figured out by now, is basically parents sharing photos of their kids online. Now, the problem with uh, sharing photos is that unknowingly you might be revealing a bit too much. If I, as a stranger, know what your kid ate for lunch, know where your kid goes to school, know when your kid's birthday is, know when your kid, where your kid lives, then I already know too much. Too much. I I already know too much. build a whole profile already. And somebody like me, I wouldn't take advantage of it. I'll take a look and then move on. But not everybody is not going to take advantage of it. And I get it. I get why parents would want to share their photos. They're proud of them. Oh, They're cute. They're babe. clever. So they funny. Want... Exactly. So smart, what she said today. <laughs> you want everybody to, <clears throat> to see. And that's fair. But the point is that when you share with such a large audience that the internet is, you don't know who is looking mm-hmm. at you. Right. Some 20 years ago, what did we do? You had you took your picture, you took you the film to the, the album. De- exactly, you took it to the developing Even studio. Even that one cry, you're like, hey, this guy will be seeing all my. I'm just coming to that. So you take it there, you develop it, you bring it home, you put it in an album, you get some visitors, get some minerals. Like, oh, so I come and look at the pictures, you know. <laughs> and if you if the person didn't rip it out of your album or the studio didn't make a copy for themselves, then really it stayed right there. Had, yeah, you had control over your album. Now the thing is that. Um, Things are very much different now, right? So even me, when I post pictures on Instagram and rarely on Facebook, I'm always wondering who's screenshotting my pictures, mm-hmm. who's saving my pictures, what are they going to do with it, right? And besides the fact that your kids may eventually find the photos embarrassing, the more important highlight is that anytime you post a picture of your kids, you're adding to their digital footprint. Mm-hmm. You as a parent, you have the authority to do that. But that you should remember that the child has a right, right. not to have their pictures on there. You and might they don't find have it cute. agency now to have consented to it, and they might not. So Exactly. And what if the kid grows up, he's 18, and he's like, well, I actually don't want to be on social media. Mm. I don't want to be online. But then there's all sorts of things about them online, right? The thing is, there are dangers associated with that. Your child could be profiled. A child who is born, who has all the information out there, is target for identity identity theft. theft and they just have to wait a couple of years the and then thing. they can just call the bank exactly yes. date of birth sure that's the la, thing la, 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 la. that's the thing and <laughs> it's scary it's scary folks are fighting with others on social media because they're you see they're posting they're posting pictures of kids even though they don't have any there's, there's no consent i post that let's say you have a kid and i'm your friend i post a picture of your kid online without mm. having asked you people do it our aunties yes. do it our uncles yep. do it yep. our siblings do it you need to, you need to be really 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 careful exposure to sexual predators mm-hmm. it's it's out there can you imagine you you have a child and somebody goes up to them and say oh i know actually i know your dad or doesn't your dad work there film doesn't your do, don't you live here so and so and so it's hmm. so easy at I that know. point your child might think oh actually this guy knows my, my dad's parents friend, yeah so, so let me like, i'll take you home exactly, Where let you? me just let me just go along with it you know 
And um, the other thing could be bullying, intimidating, stalking. It's happened. We've seen the, the suicide rates rise for kids. And the age is going down, down 12, 11. You know, yeah. it's all these, it's just part of, the internet is a cruel place, to be honest. We've seen how people are being bullied for the sins of their, basically for the sins of their, of their mm -hmm, fathers. Mm -hmm. it's, it's insane. Now, Kerry Washington, she is, she doesn't post much of her private, uh, her private life online. And I was reading an article where she says when she has the urge to want to post on social she media. She sends it to a therapist. You, you saw that, yeah. That. She sends it to a therapist or her parents. And, and, that, and, and it that, ends there. Mm -hmm. And it ends there. Um, we also need to be careful about how this affects children. We might not think of it, but then can you imagine? There was a woman who posted a picture of her kid, uh, of a child on Instagram. The picture didn't get as much likes as she wanted. And then she started to to be worried, oh, is the, algor is the algorithm no more working on Instagram? Why did my, my other kids get more likes than this mm. kid? And then, the, can you imagine a kid... And then you kid... pass on that complex to your kid, mm, you're the least cute one, so... Can you imagine that kid growing up, seeing those pictures and saying, ah, but okay, if the child has low, low self-esteem, how come my pictures didn't get as much like mm -hmm. as my siblings? Or maybe I'm not that cute. La, 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 la. It goes on and on. You might not, and I know that parents are doing their best, but sometimes the things you do have an effect yeah. on, on the children. Um, having said that, having said all that, I think you parents are doing a wonderful, wonderful job. And I, this is not to shame you, this is to enlighten you. Anytime you put up a picture of a child, you're adding to their digital footprint. People are using these things for all sorts of things, like I've already mentioned. So just be careful out If you want to post a picture, ask yourself, is it really necessary? Or set your, do you, I mean, privacy settings, if yeah. that's even, you know, makes even sense in these days. If you can just restrict it to a limited audience, do that. Mm -hmm. But it is very, 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 it's scary out there. So yeah. just, just take heed of that. Sharenting, you know. Break down a notch. <laughs> I just want to add two things. Yeah. One, a good rule of thumb is follow the lead of the parent. If the parent hasn't posted or they post a foot, here's my baby, and you get a little baby foot, mm. then don't Go post your face. Don't post more than the actual parents of the child post. Yeah. Like you yeah. should know they must be a little cagey, mm. so don't do it. Mm. And number two, as you were talking about digital footprints, I always wonder again back to youtube mm. there are all these family vlogs where they show and most of the vlogs about the kids doing the, and it's like when this child grows, grows up, up and not just image video of every mm. awkward mm -hmm. moment every like i well, i'm running around with no diaper it's on. just I'm not like, fair and then they're not only that they're generating money off their kids, kids. i'm like mm -hmm. is this money being put aside in trust for the children Probably you just not. exploit some people are literally exploiting, exploiting their kids, kids yeah, it, it, for views and money on youtube and you know it's just it's a bit it, it can get a bit much yeah so yeah, yeah. It's it's a, a, thank you for yeah, talking it's, about it's that it's scary it's scary it's scary so it, it's it just it just gets to me when i when i'm able to see so much on somebody i'm like Whoa, this is what are you doing? What are I mean, you doing? if you like to overshare, again, that's your prerogative and you have the right to show to whatever so. you want about yourself. But be but, careful. Yes. Please be careful. There are crazies out there. Crazies out there. Okay. All right. So that's, that's our that. episode. Woo. Thank you for watching. All and right. See you next week. See you next Bye. week. Bye. <laughs> if you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. 
Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.